Hello and welcome to The Court Jester, your weekly window into medieval absurdity. I am your host, Cleopathenu, medievalist and storyteller, and today's story is about a soul that argued its way into heaven. That's right, we're going spiritual, and that means that there is no, and I repeat it, there is no obscenity on this episode. Mark it twice. I don't think we'll find another one. There is, however, some pretty inspired approach into religious issues. So if this is not your cup of tea for today, give this one a skip or come back when you're feeling more attuned to it. For those of you willing to engage with this content in context, let's go and find out how this soul argued its way into heaven. We hear about stories like that in manuscripts and books and in the words of wise men, but we've never heard a similar one to this one. It was a Friday, early Friday morning, and a man, a random man, a peasant man, died. Now as he was lying there dead, he was fully expecting to either see an angel that would take him to heaven or a demon that would take him to hell. But as much as he waited... He didn't see anything, no one was coming, no angel, no demon, no nothing. So he looked up towards the heavens and he saw Archangel Michael as he was escorting another soul into heaven. And he thought, might as well tag along. And that's what he did. Hovering behind the archangel, he reached the gates of heaven and quietly following him, he entered behind him. St. Peter was there and he saw that someone was tagging along. So when the archangel came in, St. Peter processed the new soul and then turned to the other newcomer. And who might you be? he asked with a smile on his face. Who is bringing you here? Where's your angel? Oh, there was no angel, said the peasant. No one really came for me. I just go here myself. Oh, no, no, no. This is not how this works, said St. Peter. No one comes in here without my leave. No one enters on their own, no one comes here unescorted, and no peasant comes in here. Who do you think you are? Oh, are you St. Peter? said the peasant. Fancy seeing you here. You were always one of the hardest ones, weren't you? Um, I do remember stories about you, St. Peter. It's actually quite surprising that they made you an apostle, they made you a saint, and they also put you at the gates. Because I seem to remember that you, sir, denied our Lord not once, not twice, but three times. And I'll have you know that in my entire lifetime I've never denied him, not even once. So you must have had pretty small faith and not feeling very strong in it to be able to deny our Saviour like that. But I'll tell you what, if you have a place in heaven, sir, then most certainly so do I. St. Peter hung his head in shame. No one has ever disgraced him so much. This was the first time anything like that happened in heaven. So not knowing how to respond to this, he turned around and went in heaven. And there he met with St. Thomas. Why the long face? said St. Thomas. And St. Peter told him everything. He's not going to stay, Peter, said St. Thomas. I'll just go there and talk to him. It's fine. I I will deal with it. And St. Thomas went to the pearly gates and looked at the peasant who was still waiting. Peasant, he said. 
This is the place for God's apostles and the confessors and the martyrs and those who have served him. Why do you think your place is in here? Why do you think you deserve to be in here with all those great people that have been here before you? Thomas, 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 am I guessing this correctly? You must be Thomas, said the peasant. Tell me, when all these people, those followers of our Lord, told you that this is him that you are looking at, did you believe them? Aren't you, Thomas, the one who didn't even recognize our Lord and Saviour, and you were looking for proof and you wouldn't be convinced until you put your finger in the holes of his martyrdom? You can't even tell your own saviour and you're here lecturing me. If you belong into this place, then by God so do I. Thomas couldn't argue, had nothing to say. Bowed his head in shame and turned around, went to find St. Peter again, and both of them together went to St. Paul. Listen, we have a problem, they said. We have a person here and he just arrived here and he's basically been shaming everyone left and right so we don't know how to deal with it. I'll go, said St. Paul. Let's see what he has to say about me. Well, look who that is, said the peasant as St. Paul was coming in. You must be Paul, aren't you, said the peasant. You are a man that's base-born, said St. Paul. You do not belong here. This is not a place for people like you to be making their home. This is a place that is a gift from God for people of grace and glory to spend the rest of eternity. Why do you think you deserve to be in here? And whose side are you on, good-hearted Paul? Pray tell me. Are you with the saints? Asked the peasant. Are you with the torturers? Because I remember, I remember that you, personally, sir, made St. Stephen a martyr and had him stoned. And I also remember you specifically torturing and chasing away and scorning and, and executing scores of men and women who believed in our Lord and Saviour, and God himself struck you down for your crimes, and here you are, looking at me and wiggling your finger and telling me that I don't belong here and you do. Boy, what a saint you are, what a divine, what a saint indeed. Would I be as good as you? No, sir. I'm actually better than you, so I don't know why we're even having this discussion. St. Paul dropped his head, had nothing to say returned back to St. Thomas and St. Peter, and all three of them decided, we have to go to the big man. And off they went to God himself. Listen, God, they said, we have a problem. We have a soul here, showed up unaccompanied, and it's a soul of a peasant, and he's been arguing his case all this time, and he has completely vanquished us, let alone shame us to a point where we can't even defend ourselves anymore. So it's down to you now. I'll go, said God. That hasn't happened ever before, so I'll just go to see what's happening. So God went to the gates of heaven and called upon the soul. Peasant, said God, we do not accept people here that have not been sent for explicitly. You have defamed my saints and my apostles. You have vilified everyone who has talked to you so far. Why do you think you have the right to stay? Well, I have as much as right to be here as anyone else who is already here, says the peasant. I never denied you, as some people did. I never mistrusted you or did my trust in you waver, unlike some people that I've met today. And I have never raised my hand against the just, unlike some other people that I've met today. 
Yet those people are in paradise and you're telling me that I can't go in. I do not know how this works exactly, but I'm not very convinced. I can say, though, that when I was living in the world, I lived a good life, a pure life, and I shared my bread with poor people. I shared my second cloak with those that had none. I gave to charity. I paid my taxes. I always kept my door open and gave shelter to those who needed it. So I've been told all my life that if I do these things, I will be getting an entrance into heaven. And now I'm told that this is for my betters. And the people that I see are not exactly my betters. So does someone want to explain to me exactly what the rules are? Because it looks to me, Lord, that these people are doing you a disservice. And, and do you really want to be defamed this way? I even got a confession before dying. I got my sins pardoned. They told me that this would get me into heaven. I got the Eucharist and I got communion. They told me this would get me into heaven. Either everyone that serves you on earth lies, and none of this is true. Or you should keep your promise made to me, Lord, said the peasant. My friend, said God, I think you're free to stay. I have heard your case, and you are right, and I hereby determine that your eloquent and skillful speech proves to everyone beyond doubt that your place here is very much deserved. And so the soul went into heaven, and this is what this story teaches us. By arguments are vindicated many claims falsely arrogated. Nature is overcome by nurture. The truth falls prey to those who perjure. Wrong flourishes and cripples right. Cleverness is worth more than might. And in more contemporary terms, all you need is a good lawyer. And this was the story of the soul who argued its way into heaven. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing to The Court Jester on Spotify or whatever else you're listening to this and tell everyone you know and don't forget to rate us. I have put several links in the show notes. One of them is the translation that I'm using and another one will take you to The Court Jester social media where we can talk about this story or any other story or any other thing medieval that you want to discuss. And before I leave you, I want to remind you that The Court Jester is a labor of love by a medievalist and storyteller myself. And if you're feeling generous, you can support the podcast on Patreon. You will gain access to bonus episodes, additional material and other good things. And I will get a sense of achievement that I do not otherwise have in my life and the ability to bring you more stories from the Middle Ages. Thank you for listening. Until next time.